You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kivalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. This is a true story. A person, uh, an older man, uh, came into a hospital. Why? He had, he had, he had fainted. And what else? He had fainted because um, his blood pressure had gone up and he was a diabetic. They took him into the emergency room. They conducted some uh, observations and tests. And what they discovered was that he had bruises on his body that seemed to be consistent with human fists. So when the man came to and he was he awoke, the doctors asked him, it's clear, you know, Mr. Um, let's call him uh, Mr. Kurtz. It's clear, Mr. Kurtz, that somebody has hit you. So he admitted that his son, who he lives with, who takes care of him sometimes, often does take care of him, does hit him. And he gets upset with him and hits him. Why? Because the son is constantly coming to him for money. And when the man doesn't want to give him money, the son beats him up. The son slaps him around. They call, the, um, the, the son was called in. The son, under the doctor's um, questioning admitted that he does push his father around. But he said, I'm not proud of it. But I don't don't just hit him. I hit him because the money is all for his needs. I don't have such a good job. I don't make the money. He has to pay for for for, for so much of uh, of the medical other things that he that, that that's necessary. So that's why I I have to not knock him around for him to to agree. Now you can imagine what was going on here. The father was begging the doctors in the uh, observation room. Look. I know my son is wrong, but please do not say over these these, uh, facts to the police. Why? He said, this is my only son. I don't have a wife. This is the only person I have. What's going to be if you arrest him? If you arrest him, there's really no one who can really help me. Also, he said, look, he hits me. Believe me, I've got bigger issues than when he's hitting me. He hits me, it hurts, but it's not really a pikuach nefesh. They hurt. But it's going to hurt me a lot more if I don't have him around. Because at the end of the day, he does help me with things nobody else is willing to help me with. So the doctor was a from Jew. The doctor wanted to know what to do. Now, we know, Rabbi Silberstein says, that sometimes... Whether you're from or not, you as a doctor, when you see things like that, you have a governmental responsibility to, to, to call the police in. 
when you see things like that. Um, and in fact, if it turns out that you don't, you could be arrested for not uh, arranging for that person to be uh, to, to be uh, arre- to be arrested. You can be an accessory. Now, I'm not sure in Eretz Yisrael what the law is. Can't tell you. But Rav Zilberstein wanted to know when he heard about this question. Um, let's say there is no law. Let's say the laws are not so certain. Can the can the doctor decide to sort of let it go? Um, Rav Zilberstein felt that the same thing could happen, although this actually happened between a father and a son. It could happen between a husband and wife. And we know, unfortunately, with battered women, that many times they come into the hospital for something. You know, they, they came in because um, there's some break in their leg or something like that. And when the doctors look at it, they realize that this wasn't just that she was doing the dishes and, and, and she slipped. This was a woman who's been abused. And the women, the women once again, many times beg not that the police should not be involved. Because what will happen is the police will get involved, maybe the rabbis as well, and they will force a get. And she said, for me to live by myself, uh, he at least supports me. And you know what? It's worth it for me to be battered that my husband shouldn't be in prison. Once again, Rev. Zilberstein wanted to know, can a doctor listen? Does a person have a right to ask that? And now that the doctor has discovered the truth, what should he do? So Rev. Zilberstein quotes a beautiful Nitziv. If you only came in this year to hear this Nitziv, it's worth it. I think there's been other good things, but I think for this Nitziv alone, it's worth it. The Nitziv asks the following question. Why, when it talks about hitting a father and mother, does it say, Maka aviv imomosimos? It could have said, Maka avaim. Obviously, it's talking about your father. Why does it say your father and your mother? The Nitziv shows you that you sometimes, in Psukim, it does just say avaim. For example, in Mishlei, when it talks about a, a child who isn't a pro- acting properly to his parents, it doesn't say his parents. It just says, Mishadid av, Mavriach aim. So in the same way, in Shlomo HaMelech understood when he wrote Mishlei that his readers, and the average reader understands that it's talking about that person's father and that person's mother, the same thing would be true in the Torah. So the Nitziv says that of Ve'imo means he's the only one who can say, this is my father. Aviv, his father and nobody else's father. Meaning, there's no one else. This is a Ben Yochid. The Torah, it's so brilliant. The Torah wrote Maka Aviv Ve'imo for a case similar to our case here, where he's a, he's a Ben Yochit. 
And therefore, you might have thought, the Torah is telling you, what are you going to do? You're going to kill their only child? This is the only child they have. As we know, um, in Sefer Shmuel, when it talks about the Isha Takois, that she also says that, you know, I'm not going to have anybody left. We know that's a taina. The Torah says, no. Mois yumas. So what do you see, says Rav Zilberstein? Nitziv is telling us, we don't care about the pain of the parents. Even though we know they would want their son to be alive. Do you think the parents would want their children, that child especially, that's the only thing they have? No. A person hits his parents, draws blood with Hasra, he dies. Doesn't make a difference what the parents say. Even if you want to say, well, the reason why the terrorist kills this child is because the terrorist says that child has to die is because of what he did to his parents, and they're, aren't, aren't they saying they're, it's okay? And it's much worse punishment that we have that your, our son is going to die. The doesn't care about that. The terrorist says this is an, a, an action that needs to be eliminated. We need to punish it. We need for people to see it. Because it isn't just to punish that person. If it's just for the, to teach that person a lesson, obviously that person isn't just that person. He's also the child of these parents who are going to not have anyone left. The idea of killing someone for, for doing the incredible thing of hitting their parent is to be gorem martia, to be... Uh, uh, people will uh, be afraid to do it. It's a deterrent. And therefore, HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, it doesn't make a difference what the parents say. So, Rav Zilberstein said, the father says, don't report to the police. It doesn't make a difference. In this situation, hurting your father, the terror doesn't care about what the father means. That was what Rav Zilberstein thought based on the Nitzir. Very pretty. His shver, Rabbi Yoshev Tzatzal, said, look, you know, Nitziv, okay, it's a nice shot. I don't need the Nitziv to explain what happens here. Think about it. Every time this, this fellow hits his father, he's of Misa. He's done an Avera. You can't kill him because there's no Adam, there's no Asra, but he's doing an Avera of Misa. Why? So even though it's true, the father says, says, I need him. But in halacha, the child, this bum of a son, is being over every single time in Avera, and you can stop that Avera from happening. That's the way Rebel Yoshev thought about it. So, yeah, Rachmanis, Ahin and Ahir. The truth is, is that you're having more Rachmanis on the son. True, the father will we'll see what we can do. Make some tzedakah. We'll try to find something. But if you, how can you allow a man to keep on doing this Avera over and over again that he's bringing on himself a chi of Misa? So therefore, you need to call the police up to stop it. Despite what the father said. Um, Rav Zilberstein quotes an interesting uh, machlekes, the Minchas Chinuch and the Shiltos. 
uh, these two men lived almost, a, you, know, you know, who knows, uh, probably a thousand years apart, close to a thousand years apart. Um, what did the Minchas say? The Minchas says you're only chay of Misa if you do it without your parents' permission. But let's say, for example, as we know in a case of a doctor or other cases like that, uh, where the, 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 the parent wants to be hit, and the parent asks you to hit him. Now, I happen to know questions where this comes up. Many times, you know, um, a parent is teaching a child how to be a kickboxer or to do judo or stuff like that. And and, and the father will sometimes say, okay, we're going to go in the ring together and I'm going to teach you how to punch. I'm going to teach you how to kick. And he says, come on, I want you to do it. So what would be in that case? And then you kick. Okay, no, I can't do that. No, 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 I don't want, I want you. Come on, I want to teach you. Come on, let's fight. The Minchas as it's sad to say, and he seems to hold that way, that in such a case, even though you happen to, to punch your, your dad and you give him a real shiner, and now there's a, there's a, he told, a, 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 a dima that, that, that blows up under his eye, Nachai Misar Malkos. The Shilta says, no, you can't be mochel that. You can't be mochel such a thing. So, um, Lachora, according to the Minchas Chinuch, right, you could say our fellow, our poor man, Mr. Kurtz, he, he's mochel, right? So, Rav Zilberstein says it's not comparable. Why? Because in the case of the boxing child, the two, the, the, the father is a boxer and wants his kid to learn how to box and asks his kid to hit him. That happened before. He says, okay, I'm Michael, come on, hit me. Here, of course, Kurtz would be much happier if his son, the bum, didn't hit him. But the only thing is, he says that I, I'm Michael him after the fact. Michael after the fact, you're still Chayamisa. It's one thing if you're asking to be hit. That's not what Kurtz is asking for. So therefore, you can't use the minchas at all as, as to 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 knock out Rebbe Yosef's tainim. And now, what about, however, that? And here we have to think about whether Rebbe Yosef's psak. What about if, besides having uh, um, this diabetic condition, his cardiologists? says this man has, is on such an emotional uh, short fuse that if we imprison him, we are probably not just dealing that there's no one's going to take care of him and he, we're going to have to rely on Sadoka. What might happen is, is that he'll have a heart attack. Hmm. So here, Rav Zilberstein, and you, and you might disagree, some of you listening, Rav Zilberstein said, okay, we want to show the world that this is wrong. And, but it, it might be real pikuach nevesh. Not just I need him and there's pain. We're worried about the fact that, 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 that the man's heart condition is of such a nature that not having his son will give him such pain that it will cause him to have a heart attack. Um, there... Um, Zilberstein says, perhaps uh, they should not call the Mishtara, 
again, I, I, I have a, a question whether his father-in-law would agree with him on that. On that, you know, It's very hard to know about what's going to give the person a heart attack. Um, now, what about, let's go back now to the, to the abusive, the revolt Zilberstein wants to know, what about the, the abusive, um, the abusive spouse? Um, now, in this case, um, there's no, obviously it's terrible to hit anyone. And it's a chet benarum lechaveiro, a hezek. But there is no death sentence. There is no biarta ramikir becha. There is no kill him no matter what, like the Nitziv explains by someone who hits his father. So it's possible um, if she begs that she doesn't want him imprisoned and the police being called, he says, Ula yeshu shmobakola. Now, we find the Beis Yosef, he says, that when we discover someone is hitting his wife, you need to actually treat him worse than someone who goes around beating other people. Why? Because the Gemara says, you have to be machabed, your wife, more than your body. And therefore, you can do whatever it takes to stop it. You can put him in a In fact, you can even, the Beis Yosef, quoting the earlier opinions, says you can even cut his hand off. Rashi. Now, to stop it from hitting. Now, that is the Namukha Yosef. However, the Beis Yosef quotes Rabbeinu Simcha that we quoted before. That what you should do is try to make shalom between them if you can. And do whatever you can to, uh, get a, to have a get happen. And that's what the Ramah Paskins like, that Rabbeinu Simcha, that if a person is a wife beater, Bezdin can beat him up, do whatever it takes, uh, make him take a shvua, if he doesn't, if he doesn't listen, so we force him to give a get. Of course, we warn him a couple of times, because we think that it's really not in his nature. Obviously, I think uh, studies have shown us that's not true. But anyway, what we see is that you force a divorce. But in all those cases, as you can see, Rabbi Nusimcha said, and he keeps on hitting her, then punish, do what you can to have a get being given. But what about if she doesn't want to get doesn't say that that's where she wants out. And you see also that you give him asra once or twice. Now, and she's begging not to be, uh, not to send him to the cops. Rav Zilberstein writes this here, and I know we have uh, Sheila, I don't know if you're still with us. Um, she was not. Oh, yeah. You're not going to be happy with what's written here, I don't think. Wow. Maybe you should listen to her. It's and again, he says it's Tzarechian. Yeah, no. It, it, studies have showed that the most dangerous part of um, when there's an abuse is when you're trying to get out of the abusive situation. So, 
sometimes a woman will say, don't, I don't want him to get arrested because he's going to kill me basically if he, you know, so there, there's gotta be other ways of handling it, but it could also be times where she feels she has no, um, he, he or she, but I, we're assuming it's a, she's, that's the one who's being abused here. Um, that she has no alternative and fears that she cannot manage without him. But this is a relationship that might end that might end, end up killing her, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. The, the most dangerous time is when she's trying to get out of it. That's what most deaths occur. I I, I have again. I I believe this is unfortunately a, a, a real life situations come up, and I know, and 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 this this psak. The way Rev Zilberstein is crafting it, I think, is a testament to how difficult it is to apply the sources sometimes to the reality on the ground. Oh, for sure, every you know, different, especially here. Especially sources talk about treatment, and does the Torah not mention treatment? I mean, it's a psychological disorder to be abusive. It's it's not your hand should be cut off. That doesn't solve anything. You're right. That we they didn't know about psychological treatment at the time of the Rishonim. They yeah. warned him once or twice. He kept on doing it. Let's cut his hand off. Now he won't be. Able, now he won't hit her. Um, and of course, there's other types of abuse besides Richard. Besides yes. physical abuse, there's also right. there's also screaming, yelling, verbal abuse, emotional abuse. Again, those are these are things which, of course, they, they don't mandate. Just because you know about verbal abuse, that's not mandated to report. Um, it's only where it's actually the bruises show up, and you know that they came from the fists of the husband. That you know, there's a there's a mandate to report. Where there is no mandate to report, and she's begging not to. Um, again, I, I think this is, as he said, Sarachi and Maod. Let's let's uh, deal with another question, which I thought was. Um, a difficult question. Uh, it's not as violent as this. Um, many times when you have um, parents that are um, unfortunately not able to get around, um, the uh, I think the Alzheimer's parents yes. who are really um, very hard for them to, to function, um, so let's say you happen to de- you're dealing with an Alzheimer parent, and the parent is living at home, um, and there's no one there to um, to wash the the the, the 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 parent except a son or a daughter. Um, you know, it could be. Um, you know, we talk about this. This is one of the things that I think Biden was promising to do. Uh, was that um, home health care workers would also be receiving a lot more money or they'd be able to get money from the government um, because a lot of times um, you don't want to you don't want your your parent to be put into a um, an assisted living facility or something like that which which can get money through Medicare but you want to have a home health person and it's not so simple many times for people who have home health, uh, if that's their job, uh, especially since it pays so little, it's hard to get them. So I, th- I think Biden is, is talking about creating a way to um, that home health care individuals uh, can get a certain stipend from the government and get more money 
And um, this would allow people to use them. I, I know with my sister, Allah Shalom, and others, it was always very difficult to, to get people to stay. And you can imagine that it's hard to find someone who you really trust. So now the question is, you need to bathe your parent. Is there anything, and you have to, obviously you're bathing them in the nude. You're taking their clothes off and you give them a sponge bath. Um, is it mutter for a son to do that to his father? How about his mother? Is it mutter for a daughter to do that for her father? So, the, the Gemara speaks about this. The Gemara says, You're allowed to, and again, everything was skinny dipping then, right? People did not have uh, um, Speedo bathing suits, or even the bathing suits of the beginning of the 20th century with the long johns. That people, you went, you went swimming, everything was skinny dipping. So if Yehuda said, right, that you're allowed to go naked into the water with your father because of Kovodovich. The Brysa says that you shouldn't do this with your Rebbe, but if your Rebbe needs you, it's mutter. In Mesechtas Mochos, we find Rabbi Yudah's explanation of why he says you're allowed to, to give your father and help your father out, because we're talking about a father who's a Zokin or a Chola. We're not talking about the father says, hey, you're my son, wash my body. We're talking about when the father really needs you. That's Rabbi Yehuda's opinion. Now, why should it be Osir? Why is it Osir? You're both naked. Why is it Osir? Because you can, because what's going to happen is, since you're, uh, you're, you're there washing, and again, you're not swimming. You're there to actually keep his body clean and help it. Why can't you go swimming and clean yourself off with your father? Because you're going to see your father's genitals and you're going to say, oh, that's where I came from. And what's going to happen is you're going to start having crazy sexual thoughts. You're going to start thinking about sex. That is what Rashi says. The Meiri says, no, the reason, a different reason of why you can't bathe with your father and help your father bathe is because it's called prikas ol yira, because it's not COVID. He's someone who's supposed to be someone special, and now you, you, you see his that you see his, his genitals. No, no, that's that's not COVID. But if he needs you, it's mutter for you to be uh, in the bath with him. So it's not because of hirhur; it's because of a lack of yira. Now. Um, we know that here, Huravera, if it's mentioned by the Gemara, is a connection to Gilearias. It's not really Gilearias, but it's called an Abazrayu Darayas, a type of activity which Chazal feel leads you naturally, and again, this seems to be a little unnatural, but that's what Rashi says is Prat in the Gemara leads you to have sexual thoughts is usr and you treat it in the arayas category, not lack of kavod. It's not because you didn't have kavod to your to your your parent. It's because you're being over an avera that's connected to the whole the whole subject matter of gili arayas. So therefore, according to Rashi, 
the machlokas in Rabbi Yehud and the Tanakama would be, even if the father needs you and would want you to help, Lachora, Gili Arayas, you're not allowed to do, you have covet, on, covet of your parent. But on the other hand, you have something that, that could lead you to Gili Arayas. So, therefore, according to the Me'iri, that it's a din in Prikas Ol, it could be Rav Yehuda, doesn't disagree with the Tanakama. But according to Rashi, it sounds like there's a Machlekes. And maybe we have to Paskin like the Tanakama, and therefore would not be allowed. Um, in, in Evan Ezra, this is brought. And um, the Ramah says that even though, according to the Gemara, you're not supposed to uh, take baths and help your father bathe, today it's different. Because people have started to cover themselves in the baths. People aren't doing like the old Romans of skinny dipping. People are covering themselves in the base Amerchats. And therefore, we're not worried about hero anymore. But if <laughs> but if if it is naked, according to the Ramah, it would be a problem. I have a question. We, yes. We learned, um, I forgot which, was it Nanis the Butcher who was awarded a high-level Olamaba because he would every day wash and bathe and dress and feed his parents? It's a good question. Did he, did he, did he? So bathe? his mother too, he. Oh, so that's a good question, Sheila. It's a, I, I, we, it's a, he doesn't quote that. I'd have to see the washing of the Gemara inside. But basically what he's trying to say is, is that even in Shulchan Aruch, Shulchan Aruch seems to go like Rashi. That the reason why you're allowed to bathe, that the minig was to be meiko, was because, but if there's a shash, that you will see the genitals of your parents, of your dad, it would still be awesome. Um, Chora, even though the Me'iri is not brought l'halacha, maybe we could use the Me'iri and say the reason is us covered, and and now your father needs this for his covered. He needs to be washed. However, maybe you should you based on the mirror, you would be allowed to give your parents a sponge bath, but you have to be careful not to really touch those areas. Where do you know this from? And this is something that again, Rav Zilberstein only again, you know, Rav Zilberstein comes up with these. These these sources, like you saw from the Nitziv before, here he comes up with a really wonderful source. We know that in Parshas Vayechi, um, what does Yaakov want? Yaakov says, don't bury me here in Mitzrayim, make sure I get buried in the Mara Samach Beila. So what does he say? He says, Sim no yod And we know what that means. That means that for the sake of the Shvua, Yosef would have to put his hand around the bris milah of, of Yaakov. So then the Pasuk says, Omar, he says, I'll do what you say. So, why does it say, again, why does the Torah say exactly what his words were? Let him just say, and he, okay, do it. Of course, Yaakov's going to do it. Why do we need to know Yaakov's answer? Do you think Yaakov, Yosef's answer? Of course, Yosef is going to do it. 
So the Targum Yenison says, Umin begalal du Even though Yaakov wanted it, Yosef did not put his hands there. He just says, I'll do. In other words, that's all. In other words, this is what Yaakov wanted. From the response we see, he says, look, I'm not going to, I, in other words, I say I'll do it, but I'm not going to put my hand there. Um, why? So why does the Targum Yonason say that? Because, not because it was weird, but because he's his son. That's wrong for a son. I don't know why Yaakov asked, but Yosef understood it's wrong for a son to did do Yaakov that. mean it literally, or did he mean it figuratively? I'm sure he meant, I'm, seems like he meant it literally. Could be allegorical. Yeah, but again, according to the Targum Yenison, that's what Yaakov was, Yosef was saying. He said, Dad, in other words, you want to say Yaakov never meant it. Okay, that's great. But Yosef's answer is what we're learning from. And the way the Torah describes Yosef answers is, okay, look, you know, that, listen, Dad, that I can't do. Um, and as we know, what we've been learning, that uh, there's a uh, there's of your father you have to have, even though he wants that to happen. Now, well, Yo- Yosef, that was he was um, especially careful about issues like that, right? Oh, good point, Sorry. Richard. Especially Yosef. Exactly. But yes. anyway, so therefore, um, it's about covet of it. So therefore, wash, but try not to, you know, actually, you know, you know, like you would, if, like a nurse would do. Like, a, again, without getting too graphic, you can imagine. Um, now, clearly, um, to say you shouldn't do it, according to Rashi, um, that would be, your dad's not feeling well. Uh, he needs help. But an Alzheimer patient that unfortunately has reached a situation where they're not walking, um, and if you do not treat the body, what's going to happen? What's going to happen is there's going to be um, bed... Um, like bed sores and everything. Bed sores. And, and, all, and, and if there's... Yes, go ahead. An Alzheimer's person, their mentality is so different, you almost don't consider them to be your parent in the same way. I've dealt with Alzheimer people. It's like you develop a different kind of relationship, and it's that, that whole issue of thinking of them as your parent is, is, is transformed. More like your child. Um, because they have no identity. They, they don't have the, uh, the they former are, identity. You're saying they've even lost the tour of who your parent was. Yes. Um, well, that's an interesting story. Zilberstein's going to say something along those lines, not exactly as, 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 as strong as you're putting they, it. They don't have busha. Oh, so, well, yes, but you have a busha since you know. Um, so, I mean, you would still do it respectfully, but you could still take care of what they need. Well, Zuberson says, says if there, if you can't find someone to do this, or you don't trust someone to take care of those wounds, uh, the son can do it because we're not so worried about here. Why not? Because it's one thing if you're if you're in if you're in the, the 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 bath and your father is come on son wash me off I just want you to be mishamish me there you know it could get weird um, but. <laughs> But, but but here, 
uh, here, what's happening is you're in pain. And Ramesha Feinstein actually spoke about this, that if, if you, the pain of watching your, your parent who used to be vibrant and, and now you're seeing, uh, like, like, like Richard said, someone who's, who's barely, who's, who's not even functioning properly. So there's so much tsar that would definitely counterbalance any sort of hear her that Rashi felt was par for the course. Um, the other thing Rav Moshe says is that um, even though hearer is usher, it's not really Abizrayu Darayas. In other words, it's, 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 it's Abizrayu, but it's not really Gili Arayas. And clearly, if there's a Pikuach Nefesh issue about um, bed wounds, bed sores, right. that you could definitely be Mako. I mean, can't um, you also learn from the, uh, the, um, yeah, what is it, the, Highest fool that we learn that you know there's a naked woman drowning. You're still supposed to save her. Of course, that's you, 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 you know. So it's is a pikuach nefesh situation, right? Exactly. Pikuach nefesh. This is now. Now there's a way to do it. Of course, Rav Zilberstein says you can instead of using a sponge and your hand on the sponge, what you can do is is take a uh, a shower head. And the shower head can do basically as well as a sponge. And again, he brings a riot from what Shem and Yefes did when yeah, they covered Noah. when they covered Noah. Um, now, let's say should it be? This is, I thought, the, the the most interesting part of this question. Let's say uh, the man who's sick with Alzheimer's or whatever the disease is, he has a son and a daughter. So who should it be? So, Lachora, um, if we're worried about Rashi's opinion, not the Meiri, and it's a part of Hira Ravera, Lachora, um, the Hira Ravera seems to be more about the way Rashi explains it with the man's crazy way of thinking. A, a girl, Lachora, does not think that. She's not starting to think um, those type of thoughts. Now, um, however, that would only be if it's like in Richard's case, that he's become such an anobardas, he doesn't even know what's going on. But let's say he's ill, he can't move, but he recognizes that it's his, his child. Probably the father is more embarrassed that his daughter is cleaning him off there than his son. I thought that was an interesting svar, and I think he's correct about that. Um, now, um, so if if the the parent is is sentient, that the son should rather than I, that's a, I think Rob Zilberstein is right on that. I think if the parent is sentient, he's going to feel, look, he obviously feels terrible that he can't wash himself, but he probably feels worse that it's his daughter doing it. Now, what about your question, Sheila, about a mother? So, Rav Rav Zilberstein felt that whether you learn like Rashi or you learn like the Meiri, it's doubly homer. In other words, if seeing your father's genitals gets gives you hear her, 
somehow in a weird way, and you're thinking about how you were conceived, you start having these sexual thoughts, your mother would be worse, he says. And also, and also he feels that if it's a din like the Meiri, that it's terms of kavod, it's probably even a stronger lack of kavod for a, a, a male child to be washing his, his mother. But once again, if they can't find anybody and there's no one else to do it, and we're talking here about possible danger uh, with, with uh, various uh, bed sores, so the, 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 uh, the, uh, the son should do it. Obviously, he should not mm-hmm. stare in that place. And he should have as much euro as possible. Um, and clearly, he should try to get someone. Um, a couple of questions on that. So yeah. the, the uh, is the here really related to Shechazer Levatola that we're worried about the son might engage in? Or is it is it the hear her itself? Because anybody can be wacko. You know, I don't know if it's necessarily either. I, I think la we don't differentiate the okay. idea that the idea that that this will lead him to to some sort of um, sexual thoughts that will lead to uh, sexual excitement in his in, in his weird head. That's what we're worried about. Um, okay, so then it's it's more of that type of thing than being male or female in itself. Well, right, but but I think Rav Zilberstein is right that if Rashi says it by washing with a man, if sure by a woman. There's an interesting svar that Rav Zilberstein quotes here. I'm not sure who the author of the Sefer is, but we know that it, it, what's, it's brought down that you can put um, you can put these alukot. In other words, these were these um, leeches. This was considered a... Um, uh, a, a proper way to heal people with leeches. Now, sometimes you needed to put the leech if a person had a um, a wound or an infection in the genital area. You were allowed to, uh, in the, according to the sefer Shema Avram. I think it might actually be Rav Avram Falagia. I think it's actually the son of Rav Chaim Falagia, one of the great Sfardish Aposkim. I'm, I'm pretty sure that's who it is. And it fits in in terms of the time period. So you're allowed to put these leeches onto um, even now, Lachora, why you're allowed to do that. We know in Shulchanarach it says you can't take a bath, a skinny dipping bath. So the Ravram Talajia says is that's because it's not just because you're seeing the genitals, it's because you're seeing the genitals and you're naked too. So it's, 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 it's in the, it's not so clear from Rashi, that's the Svara, but that's what Rabbi Ram Salagia says, is because, you know, everything about it is that, you know, you're, you're naked, he's naked, you're seeing it. So that's sort of what, what, what puts that weird thought into your brain. But he says when, when you're sort of like the doctor and you're placing the, those leeches on him and the, and the, um, and the father isn't totally naked. The father is just, you know, the father pulls his pants down for you to be able to do that. And the son is just worried about placing the leech in the right place. And, you know, he, he doesn't, he tries not to stare. So that would be okay. Uh, also, as we know, he's trying to do a refua. And when you're trying to do a refua, your Yetzirah becomes less. 
and you're not going to have these weird thoughts. So, based on this sock from Rav Avram Falaja, Lachora, you can say the same thing. You're not, even according to Rashi, it really shouldn't be a problem. Um, because obviously, uh, what you're watching here, first of all, you're dressed. And secondly, again, he needs it. Third of all, again, you are seeing the parent who raised you in such a difficult situation. It's, uh, the chash is very low. Um, and obviously, uh, you need to have uh, the most amount of COVID when you're doing that. And that's Those are the psalkim, uh that he gives here. And now, I know it's not your typical psak, but if you need somebody to speak about this. And unfortunately, um, it is that way, that um, the home help is never really sufficient. A lot of times, uh, we give things off to the home help because we don't want to get involved in it ourselves. And I think it's important there are people out there, like Rav Zilberstein and others, giving direction for, for, for people in order for them, if they are in this situation, uh, to let them know that they're not alone. It's not like, you know, that, that, that there's actually a halachic format that they can follow. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.